Head Up Time podcast. Um, this is now officially season two, episode three. <laughs> See what I did there? Because we had some pause. Anyways, that's what I think the format is going to be going for. We're going to be doing seasons. So you get a bunch of episodes at a time and then a little break while I work on this here consistency thing. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about this episode because it is an interview with Rachel Holmes, and I just think she is super awesome, and I feel like you're really just going to get a sense for that in this interview, and for her confidence as a woman, I think it really comes through, and she does call herself the confidence coach, and rightfully so. Um, I also just wanted to talk to you guys real quick before we jump into the interview, because I didn't know what to call this interview, and somebody was like, how about get up from death? And I was like, you know what? That sounds kind of fire. And then I thought about it and I'm like, that is, that's it. But that's so like relevant to the times right now. Um, as a lot of people, <laughs> can I quote the president? It's probably fake news, but anyways, people are dying that have never died before, you know? <laughs> no, but I don't want to take death too lightly. Um, in all seriousness, like a lot of people are losing loved ones right now during this time. And that can be very devastating. But I want you guys to know that there is still life on the other end of death. There's still hope. And I hope that if you're dealing with that, that this gives you some light. And if not, if that's not your story right now, I pray that you still get something from this episode. Um, There's so much that we talk about, just the importance of boundaries and um, being intentional and staying in your own lane, I feel like. So... Without further ado, here's my interview with Rachel Holmes. Oops, just kidding. Before I start the episode, I also wanted to throw in that, or before I start the interview, I wanted to throw in that you guys can be expecting these uh, episodes to come out on Tuesdays. I All I do is listen to podcasts and YouTube and all that kind of jazz, and I notice that there's certain days that material comes out. Everybody wants to put their podcast out on a Monday because we got to start the week strong and and so on and on Wednesday because that's the middle of the week and Friday and I was like nobody's putting podcasts out on Tuesday I need something to listen to on Tuesday so bam you can expect get up time coming your way fresh new episode on a Tuesday all right I'm super excited I am recording live with Rachel Holmes today so I'm just gonna read her bio really quick for you guys so you know who she is so Rachel Holmes is a mother entrepreneur confidence coach author, motivational speaker, and servant. She is the founder of I Wear My. Did I say that right? Is it I Wear My? It's I Wear Me. I Wear Me. (laughs) (laughs) Founder and owner of I Wear Me. She is a young influential trailblazer who has reshaped the landscape of women's confidence with her inspiring and uplifting brand that has stretched across countless borders of the contiguous I don't know if I said that word right, (laughs) United States (laughs) of America and internationally. This leading lady is a working mother of four, a student, certified life coach, prominent small business owner, entrepreneur, mentor, notable public speaker, humanitarian, a pillar in the community, and a confidence extraordinaire. That is a great bio. So, <laughs> my bo- my boyfriend wrote it. Yay. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to him. So welcome yes. to Get Up Ten. I'm super excited to be 
interviewing you right now. I can even talk right now. <laughs> well, thank you. For, first of all, thank you for thinking of me. I think it's so dope what it is that you're doing. So to be a guest on your podcast, I'm forever thankful for, honored to be a part of. So thank you. You're very welcome. You're welcome anytime as well. <laughs> and I've been listening to your podcast too, The Good, The Bad, and The Confident. And I love it. It's like quick little nuggets that you can just take and go. And also I have my, today is the best day of my life shirt. Actually, I think it's still in New York, but <laughs> I definitely need to, after I have my baby. Can, I was going to say, can you fit it over No. After I have this baby, I'm going to have to find that shirt because I love that shirt. I definitely want to get another one. Yay. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Somebody was like, oh, do you have maternity clothes? And I was like, um, no, I just wear my husband's clothes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I my last um, pregnancies, I didn't wear maternity clothes. I just wore bigger things yeah. because I didn't gain that much weight. So it kind of worked out in my favor. I don't know. I asked my husband, did I gain weight? He said it's all belly, so I'll just believe him. <laughs> okay. So I, we're gonna... I haven't seen you since, but I'm pretty sure you're just gaining belly. <laughs> I haven't taken that many pictures. I don't know. And then with like this whole corona situation, I just look dusty anyways. Like my eyebrows are back to their childhood state, which is just a mess. And like yeah. Yeah. But I'm hoping to do some maternity pictures soon. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely something that I wish I would have done. But, you know, I had kids so long ago, so it wasn't the popular thing to do. So make sure you capture those moments. Yeah. I don't know. My mom just always said to, like, take a picture of your body so you can see, like, how it changed. Yeah. Like for your pregnancy and all that. Yeah, it's 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 definitely beautiful. And it also just, you know, like now my 10-year-old, he's like, mom, do you have any pictures of me when you were pregnant? So it, you, you'd be surprised when those questions come up in terms of pictures and how you looked and things like that. So definitely capture the moment. Yeah, it's on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into some questions. Um, so when I originally started my podcast, Get Up 10, I actually named it after Cardi B, <laughs> which is <laughs> funny because I really don't even follow her like that. Mm-hmm. But um, there are just two particular aspects about her that um, I admired. So Get Up 10 is named after the song Get Up 10 which says knock me down nine times but I get up 10 and I really love that because I think that's how life goes like life will knock you down but you have to keep getting up so absolutely with that being said how has life knocked you down man which time um life has knocked me down many ways many 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 ways but one knockdown that probably um I didn't think that I would recover from, but I did was losing my twin sister. That was a loss that, you know, I lost my father before I've lost a lot, but losing her to, and being a twin, it's a different type of loss. And to really understand the, the depth of it, only a twin who's lost a twin would understand, but it's, it's a piece of you that dies that you continue to search for but 
I won't even say you find it. You just kind of, it, it, it's hard to explain, but that was something that knocked the hell out of me, knocked me down, <laughs> all the way down. Yeah, I can't even imagine because I'm not a twin, but I definitely have siblings that I love dearly and I can't even begin to imagine. How old were yeah. you when that was all happening? Well, when she first got diagnosed with cancer, we were 20, I want to say we were 28, I believe we were 28, and she died, yeah, she was 28 years old, Um, they told her, you know, she went to the doctor because originally because she had a toothache and it just wouldn't go away so two weeks after that she went back to the doctor because this aching pain from her tooth wouldn't go away and they ended up doing a cat scan to find out that she had a tumor on her brain well once they you know found out that she had a tumor on her brain she they found out that she needed surgery and then that's when they found out she had stage four brain cancer and during that time they told her she had 18 months to live and so I believe we were 28 at the time. And when she passed, she was 29 years old. So I was at 29 years old preparing the funeral of my twin sister. Wow, that's really tough. I can't even imagine. And then like the way that it all started was just a toothache, something you think is like so little. Like you never even imagine what would come after that. So. I'm sorry you had yeah. to do that. So yeah, life definitely <laughs> drew you a good one, but <laughs> you're still here. And from your amazing bio, we know that you got back up. So how was that process and journey of getting back up? And what are the things, some of the things that you did to help you get back up? Um, to get back up, I had to cry. To get back up, I had to feel my feelings, even if they weren't didn't feel good to feel. Um, I had to be honest with myself to get back up. I had to be honest with others around me by explaining to them what it is that I was feeling and going through to get back up. I had to understand me as a person and not compare myself nor my grieving journey or my grief recovery according to what people told me to do. I had to become sensitive to what was happening around me, even though I was still responsible for so much. I had to really embrace the floor. I had to embrace the bottom because I knew that had I, I knew if I, if I recover from this, I can, there's not much that would be able to knock me down at this point. So I just had to really learn to measure everything according to me and not anybody or anything else hence the today will be the best day of my life shirt i had to measure my best according to me and during those times of being knocked down my best was some days just getting out of the bed my best some days was just going to work my best some days was doing absolutely nothing at all but that was my best and that's how i measured my best strictly according to me So that would be something in terms of how I got up, really taking every day, day by day, and not measuring it according to anybody else, but according to me and what I defined as the best. I love that. That's so empowering because 
I feel like I'm in this space where it's so easy for me to look at other people's lives and just that whole comparison is a thief of joy and we know what comparison can do. So how did you, I don't know how to word this, but basically like how did you not fall into that comparison trap? Because I know that's something that a lot of people deal with and it's so easy to say, oh, well, this happened to them and they dealt with it this way and look at where they're at now and I'm not there and look at all the stuff that so-and-so did today and all I did was brush my teeth. Like, how did you not fall into that? Um, I got off the internet for a little bit because social media during that time was going to keep me in that place longer. Um, I stopped conversing with certain people it was just like you know people that are trying to force me like hey you got to get back up hey you got to get moving stop talking to me right now (laughs) so I had to really eliminate whatever it was that was pulling me in a space of rushing my process I truly believe that we have to really go through our process and if we avoid our process our process shows back up with something else so I had to be real raw like look social media is stressing me the hell out people are constantly texting and doing all this stuff and I can't do that right now right now I have I can't respond back you know from the how are you text messages what do you mean how I how am I I get you want to under you want you care but right now that that was just too much for me so I got off social media and I eliminated the interactions between people that were forcing me out of a place that I knew I needed to stay in at that moment and not that I was like, you know, wallowing in my grief, but it was like, no, you have to feel this, Rachel. This is, this is something real that happened. This is a trauma that you're experiencing and you need to be gentle with yourself and really go through what it is that you need to get through this. I love that. So you're pretty much just intentional about boundaries and protecting your peace, which I believe is definitely so important and I'm learning on newer and newer levels as the days go by. Absolutely. Absolutely. Boundaries are big for me. And it was something that I read in the book from Henry by Henry Cloud, um, the book called Boundaries, where he goes through literally every stage of life from the, your working relationships, your romantic relationships, your relationships with money. He literally talks about setting these boundaries and reading that book has taught me my yeses and my noes and I live by that like no means no and yes means yes (laughs) even with even with myself like I have to tell myself yes and I have to tell myself no and I have to be real with myself like no Rachel we're not doing this yes Rachel we can do this and understanding when and and not when does that make sense yes so yes that is so important for sure so I recommend that book, Boundaries, by Henry Cloud, by the way. <laughs> it's funny because I was actually going to ask you for a book recommendation at the end. So I guess we got that out the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. When it comes to getting back up, boundaries are so important. So that book would definitely, definitely help someone who's just having, you know, some type of issues when it comes to creating and establishing boundaries. That book is is so good. And he also references scriptures and things like that 
So that was something that I was able to appreciate when reading it. So it's Boundaries by... Henry Cloud. Okay. I'll definitely look that up tonight. (laughs) So moving on, um, another reason why I chose to name my podcast after Cardi B is because I literally saw her like go from her stripper phase before anybody really knew who she was. I was, I think I was a freshman in college and my roommate would like show me this girl on Instagram and she was literally just that like some stripper in New York City, like nothing special, like at least I don't, I mean, that sounds wrong. Nothing special. Everybody's special. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, like she wasn't the Cardi that we all know now. And we saw her come from that to where she is now and the woman that she has kind of become. And she really, I think, did that with no filter, just being her authentic Absolutely. Self. And that is something I completely admire. So that being said, what does it look like to you to live with no filter and just authentically be yourself? Um, what does it look like to live with no filter? I would say if I had to live without a filter, it would be to live life outside of my comfort zone. I believe that living life inside of a co- inside my comfort zone is a filter, whether it's the dog filter on Snapchat or whether it's a beautiful filter on Instagram, that's a comfort zone. And so living life outside of any filters is living life outside of my comfort zone, doing things when I'm scared, you know, allowing allowing myself to be uncomfortable while, you know, achieving greatness, achieving success, living according to how God wants me to live. So allowing myself to be completely vulnerable in relationships and not wear the clothes of the past and things like that. So really living life outside of my comfort zone is 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 for me to live a life unfiltered. I was like, wow, this sounds so familiar. (laughs) And then I realized (laughs) it's because I was flipping through your journal today. There's your journal. (laughs) 30 journal prompts for the confident women. Congratulations. Yes. Thanks. Available on Amazon. Yes. (laughs) It's it's so like well done. And you literally have pages that talk about, write about what it looks like to live outside your comfort zone. And that is definitely thought provoking. So that is one of the journal prompts. Yes. Which I was going to ask you a little bit about this journal. Like, Mm -hmm. I know this is your quarantine baby. (laughs) It is my quarantine baby. (laughs) And like, what were you thinking when you put it together? Like, what did you see for the woman who got this journal? What was your vision for for it? um, Well, you had it. So if you read the first page of that journal, of the journal, when I envisioned this journal and who it would be for, I wrote this journal for, all the women that felt alone when it comes to, you know, being confused, unsure about their emotions or, you know, just ever experienced being alone. I wrote that journal for that woman, for the woman that's up at night thinking, how am I going to take care of my kids? How am I going to get a job? How am I going to do this for that woman that struggles with confidence and is just trying and is searching the internet 
of, you know, how to be confident and what does this look like? I wrote that journal for her. So honestly, the, this journal that was created came from a journal that I had. Every journal prompt is from entries of my personal journey, journals when I was writing to myself and, you know, getting my thoughts out. So those journal prompts that you see are all from journals that I've had, you know, throughout the years. So it's literally just, you know, thoughts and affirmations and things like that, that I had myself. And during this quarantine, I've just been asking God to just show me what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And he showed me my journals. He showed me, he's like, Hey, what you're asking me for is nothing new. I'm not sending you anything new because I've already sent you what I'm telling you to do. Go look in your journals. So I've gathered all that stuff and literally came up with this journal in two weeks and it was done. I stayed up late one night. I formatted it, created it, came up with the title. I mean, the cover page, the colors and everything and got it done. That's so awesome. And I just completely relate in so many ways because I don't know, I was thinking about the whole alone part and I feel like this past season of my life, like even before we were on this whole stay at home quarantine business, mm-hmm. like I have been a- home alone a lot and mm-hmm. it's definitely a struggle <laughs> mm-hmm. and you have to be so intentional about where you let your mind go during that time. Absolutely. And so that's why I feel like when quarantine happened, a lot of people struggle with being alone but I was like okay like <laughs> I've been I've been doing this, this. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not new to this I'm true to this so I, you know that that's where this journal came from yeah and I feel like we definitely go through seasons where you do feel alone or lonely but I don't think that those seasons are like the end all be all like I think there is tremendous growth to be found within those seasons so Absolutely. Absolutely. You learn so much about you. You learn, um, you learn your depth when alone. You know what I'm saying? Like I learned so I learned what I liked. I learned foods that I didn't eat. I learned what made me happy. And I actually learned who I was willing to deal with after being alone myself. It was like, yeah, no, we're not doing this with you. I don't deal with myself with this. So why would I deal with you with this? That's so important, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's it's a lot. So yeah, so I wrote that I wrote this journal for that woman. And it's funny because I also feel the same exact way as far as I'm just like, okay, God, like I'm ready to do something, and He's like, I have already given you things. So that's definitely also the space that I'm in right now. I was just working with what He's already gave me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. I believe that it's important for us to spend that time with God so that we can hear him so he can point us in the direction to see what it is that he's already given us. Because so so much, so many times we're busy occupying our minds with things to that fill the space of us really needing to be quiet because he's already answered it. And so while we're busying our minds trying to search for the answers, we're unable to see what it is or hear what it is that he's telling us to do. So we end up not finding it at all and ending right back at square one. Yeah, that's so true. So, so yeah. Okay. 
Enough of the serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions just for fun. I already, we already answered one about the book. So I'll definitely try to put that in the show notes so that people can look it up. But I have okay. two other questions. So do you have a song on repeat right now? Um, I've honestly daily been listening to Jonathan, or not Travis Green, actually. And he has a song called Just Want You. Okay. So that's my song. That's on repeat. Because I've just been in this space spiritually where I'm just like, Lord, me and you. Yeah. So that's my that. song that's on repeat. Okay. I have to listen to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I had a song stuck, another worship song stuck in my head today. And I can't remember at the moment because I'm like <laughs> all over the place. But yes i love yes check, when you, check out the song i'm telling you like yes. you're like oh i'll send it to you don't worry about it <laughs> i don't know i just feel like when you have a worship song stuck in your head on repeat like you're in a whole different space like girl i love completely it completely different space <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome okay and lastly this is kind of a funny question because we're on lockdown but <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world where would you go I would go to Thailand and for a silly reason, um, I would go to Thailand because I like Thai food. <laughs> I was just thinking about that today. I and I, I want some authentic Thai food. So that's where I would go. Yes, I definitely, my husband and I, we both got our passports last year and mm-hmm. we never used them yet. Actually, I think he might've had it before, but I got mine last year and then we mm-hmm. didn't go nowhere. <laughs> well, look. That'll happen once, you know, baby's able to get on the plane. I told him. I was like, so should we be booking flights now while they're cheap? <laughs> You'll be able to change the dates from what I hear. Exactly. So I'm like, this, this might be the time to book some flights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Okay. Do you have any other closing thoughts that you would like to leave us with? Um, if I had to leave with a closing thought is, like I said earlier in this podcast, if you're a person who is knocked down right now or a person that's trying to not be knocked down, I would encourage you to live your life to the fullest and make today, well, each day, live like you've never lived before and to measure according to you and you only and make sure every day is the best day of your life. I love it. You have me about to like log on of all my social media right now. <laughs> oh my God. Why? <laughs> I just, um, okay. So I have been off of Instagram for a while now. And I'm only really on Facebook and I've just noticed like, it's just, I, I feel so much better without it. Yeah. You have to, it's you have to learn you. And it doesn't mean that you have to give it up forever, but sometimes you just don't need it. So understand you and then make the decision in terms of what needs to stay and what needs to come but especially even now you got to be real mindful of what you allow in mm-hmm. well thank you for your time and for of dropping course. some of course no thanks needed i hope you have an amazing day and again thank you for having me on your podcast anytime all right. Oh,